Hey friends, welcome to episode two of the You Heal With Help podcast. Today I'm going to be reading out of my book, This Is My Story by Andrea Martin. You can find it in the paperback and Kindle on Amazon and in the hardback on Barnes and Noble. I'm reading to you the story about the woman who was caught in adultery. This tends to be one of my favorite stories because it really just shows the love and grace of Christ towards us even when we are sinners. I'm just going to dive right on in. I didn't know why I did it. I'm usually a woman with strong morals because I grew up in a very religious household. We had rules, we had standards, and we had secrets. Some of them I didn't find out until adulthood. Some of them I had to live through. I guess I answered my question. It all makes sense now. I did it because of the darkness that tainted my past. Daddy was a playboy who crept around on my mother every chance he could. After a while, she had enough and left. Then there were a few boyfriends. Number one and number two used to beat me. I honestly don't remember the beatings, just that they happened. I did remember that I was more than thrilled when she left them too. My daddy wasn't around much. It was hard to see him because he lived so far away. I understood his physical absence, but I never understood why he didn't keep in touch. I don't remember exactly how, but one day he appeared. Our new dad came in a shiny package. He was handsome and smart and very sweet. He bought us presents and made us laugh. He even asked us if he could marry our mom. My siblings and I were over the moon about it. We finally had a dad that was present. That's when we started going to church. We didn't miss a beat. Every Sunday and every Wednesday we were there. I fell in love with God during that time. Life was great. Then one day, everything changed. It started with him helping me dry off after swimming. Something about that moment seemed so off. I told my sister and she brushed it off. He wouldn't do anything to hurt us. He is our dad. I wanted that statement to be true. Unfortunately, it wasn't. A couple of weeks later, I woke up to him using my limp hand to fondle himself. I hadn't opened my eyes yet because I was terrified. I rolled over and he began to touch my personals. I mustered up enough courage to sit up and tell him that what he was doing was wrong. He left and so began the spiral of all of my issues. So here I am, a woman birthed out of cheating spouses, abusers, and a child molester. Is it any wonder that I would start down a promiscuous path? Can I tell you a secret? When you carry the shame of having someone you dearly love violate you, you end up doing shameful things. The very shame I tried so hard to hide became who I was. It took me a long time to realize this. It wasn't anything new to be brought in front of others and accused. 
I accused myself every day. The day that I was caught in adultery, one thing that bothered me to no end was that they accused me and not the man. To be honest, the men who brought me before Jesus were just hanging out with prostitutes and drunkards a few nights ago. I couldn't believe that they would try to make an example out of me. They should have brought themselves to Jesus. But I thank God for the day that I was brought before Jesus. It was life-changing. Like I said before, being accused and feeling ashamed were familiar feelings. At first, it felt like any other day. Except today, the men pointing their fingers weren't in my mind. They were standing right in front of me. The first man that spoke shocked me. I was certain that he would keep his mouth shut because of the dirt that I have on him. Isn't it funny how sinful people always try to put others on blast? As I look around at the men that surrounded me, I grew angry. They were all sinful. I would be dead wrong to oust them, now wouldn't I? I looked closer at each one's face and tears began to fill my eyes. I had to be seeing things because a few of these men looked like my stepdad, my father, and my abusers. I blinked, trying to clear the tears from my eyes and their faces went back to normal. As they spoke, I realized something. They were highlighting my sin as an attempt to minimize theirs. I know it sounds crazy, but I felt sorry for them. If they feel an ounce of what I do daily, then I understand why. I was honestly hoping that they would just start stoning me already. I no longer wanted to live in shame. I no longer wanted to have fingers pointed at me. I was imprisoned by accusations every day and I just didn't want to live like this anymore. I knew I was shameful. That became my identity the day my stepfather molested me. I have spent years trying to hide my shame and I have finally accepted who I am. I am a woman who has been mistreated. I am a woman who has hated herself for even attracting these men. That's why it all happened, right? Something about me makes abusers find me, right? So what? I embraced my shame and lived it out by committing adultery. And now I feel even worse. If embracing my demons doesn't help me, then I would rather die than to keep living this dreadful life. Just then Jesus speaks. I didn't understand until now, but that's what changed. Jesus spoke. His words are God's words, and when God speaks, something happens. I will never forget what he said. If a picture could describe what happened at that moment, you would see a sword cutting through the book of my life right above my head. Finally, it all made sense. God didn't cause these harmful things to happen, but he used them for my good. No one wants to have their hidden sin exposed. Can you see that mine had to be exposed for Jesus to speak to it? The accusers had to accuse in order for Jesus to silence them. Those men in front of me were silenced, and so were the accusers in my mind. 
When he told them, he who was without sin cast the first stone, Jesus was also speaking to me. I looked down at my hand and I realized I was holding a stone too, ready to sentence myself to death. When Jesus spoke, I dropped my stone. If he doesn't accuse me, then why am I accusing myself? They all left, one by one, and so did my shame. So did my mental struggle. So did my past. Jesus looked at me and with his words, he changed my identity. I was no longer shameful. I was no longer condemned. And I was no longer a sinner. I was reborn and I was forgiven. Where I came from no longer mattered. Where I'm going is what matters. I looked at Jesus and said, thank you. I cried all of the poison out of my soul. I vowed in my heart that day to spend the rest of my life worshiping my Lord. It didn't matter the cost. I would give him my very best because now my best is free. Whew, I'm telling you, I almost get emotional every time I read that story because I can relate to it on so many levels. I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all done something that we are ashamed of, something that made us imperfect or blemished or just wrong in someone's eyes. And if we don't allow God to use, you know, his son and his forgiveness to free us from the shame of our mistakes, then we can be imprisoned in our mind and in our hearts, thinking that we're not good enough, thinking that God can't possibly love us because of the things we've done, thinking that we're not worthy of the love that is intended as a healthy love and a good relationship for us. And so we go out here and we find relationships in people that are toxic or that just recreate the feeling of shame that we already feel. And Jesus, when he came and he did what he did for us and he died for our sins on the cross, he released us from that shame. All we have to do is drop our stone. All we have to do is believe what Jesus says. We say yes to Christ and we release our sin and our past. He looked at that woman and said, if they don't condemn you, then neither do I. Go and sin no more. And so I just declare that to you today. That if you are that person that has a tainted past, that has a shameful past, that is bound by condemnation and guilt, I decree over your life that you will receive the gift of Jesus Christ. The Bible says all you have to do is confess that he is your Lord and Savior. So just say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for the sin that I've committed in my past. Forgive me for the things that I've done wrong. I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. 
And then he looks at you and he's using this podcast even now to say to you, you are forgiven. Go and sin no more. That's all I have for y'all today. (laughs) I told y'all last week I was going to start a little light. This week we got a little heavy. Next week on episode three, I may throw a little bit of a lighter story in there. Who knows where we'll go? I mean, we have so many women to choose from. We have Sarah who waited forever for her promise. We have, uh, let me think, all of the women in the New Testament that worship Jesus we could pick from. We have Priscilla who was willing to die for the things that she believed in. So we'll see. Maybe it'll be some sort of a surprise. I won't tell you exactly who I'll read next week, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys for supporting me thus far. Again, you can find that book on Amazon in the paperback and Kindle, or you can find the hardback on Barnes and Noble. I hope you guys have a wonderful Memorial Day and and just remember to keep in mind the sacrifice that people have made for us to be free, to do podcasts, to worship the way we want to worship, to just have freedom in general. A lot of people lost their life for this. And so I always want to reflect in, in respect of the cost that was paid. You guys have a great holiday. Be safe. Enjoy your family. Goodbye.